I was really uh, happy to find out one of my prints was accepted into like a, um, a hospital permanent exhibition. Right. I had applied sometime in the spring and said, hey, this is my project. Not a lot of confidence <laughs> in art in art making, but uh, I was like, fuck it. You know, it's a thing. Yeah. And and I got the email and they're like, we need to order the 40 inch by 30 print of this. Wow. And yeah. they paid money. And I'm like, oh, well, thank you very much. You know, Wow. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That is very cool. It's nice when you forget that you've like submitted these things and then you get the key. <laughs> what? what is it? <laughs> well, and I, oh, shit. You know what? Hold on. Welcome back to Can't Sell This. <laughs> I'm like, I've been recording for 10 minutes and we and I'm like, I got to introduce the guest and I haven't done that yet. And I've been doing all the talking is the other thing. And that's not, that's not how this podcast works. But we are having a, 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 a reconnection with one of my favorite artists, uh, Brendan Doss. Hello. Um, it has been, we figured out it's been two and a half years since we last spoke. And some things have happened for you, Brendan, in those two and a half years. You're listening to Can't Sell This, a podcast about creativity, creatives, and their process. With your hosts, Hugh Elliott and Stefan Grambart. Yeah, well, first of all, you, it's, uh, yeah, it's always lovely to speak to you. So when you contacted me again on on Twitter <laughs> and I wanted to reconnect, I was like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> not even, even though it's, you know, it's a Sunday and, you know, I'm not, I don't really do much on a Sunday. And um, so it's kind of perfect. Since we last spoke, uh, we were just working it out, weren't we? The pre-pandemic mm-hmm. um, just, yeah, it's been an, ins- an insane time in a good way the whole nft thing being represented by gallery lots of gallery shows um mm-hmm. various other things so yeah it was i try to think back about is like was that last year because it feels like five years ago yeah i was just chatting to lisa my wife this morning we were like was that this year we did that and it, <laughs> it's, it's you think back and it seems like ages ago but it's been it's i think time is so compressed these days yeah so yeah it's it's been good i've been, I've been lucky um i kind of caught the wave just right pretty much yeah early early in it right yeah well oh it depends what you mean if you you know if you take someone like x copy he was posting on tumblr back in 2018 probably before right and he selling his work for like you know, a couple of dollars and now it's you know his work goes for like eight hundred thousand, whatever right you know so he he was really early um and he's in london so yeah but i i guess i did my first nft in 2020 so which some people consider to be early you know before <laughs> it was before people got into it right and then it kind of really took off in 2021 as we know so mm-hmm. yeah What's weird is, you know, it's I'm on the I did a few interviews for BBC Radio 4 and people like that. And I'm now on the BBC database with the word NFT next to it. <laughs> so when people so, look it up, you show yeah, up. Yeah. So yeah. the other night, it was last Sunday, actually, you know, we just got a call and we were, we were just settling down to watch TV. And it was like, hi, Brendan, it's BBC World Service. Can you be on a show in two hours? Like, <laughs> yeah, I guess. So, you know, it was. And, it, and, you know, these things are usually last a minute or whatever, you know, they're mm-hmm. very, so, but I, I'm now on this database of like, 
the go-to person in the UK to comment on on NFT willing, types. Willing to comment on it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think they like me going on because I can kind of explain it in a way that... It's approachable and yeah, yeah. understandable. It's, it's not like bamboozling people with technolo- technological terms. So, so yeah, that that's funny. The weirdest thing was actually talking about like the PR side and how things have changed. I was on the national news uh, last year. They did a whole feature and they came and filmed me and stuff like that. And the next day, I was um, I was just painting the wall at the front of the house. Right. And this neighbor who I've never really spoken to across the way. I speak to my neighbors next to us, but across the road, wave. It's just too far. Yeah, it's just too far. It's like, <laughs> oh God, what an effort. You know, <laughs> like at least I'd have to raise my voice to say yeah. hello to you. So, you know, I'm painting the wall and he, he comes over, he goes, excuse me, mate. Um, were you on telly last night on TV? <laughs> I said, because my wife said it was you. I said, yeah, that was me. Then he was like, what, do you do all that blockchain stuff, do you? And I'm like continuing to pay going, yeah, something like that. You know, I didn't really want to get into it, you know. So now it's even no, out of wave, you know, say hello. But so, yeah, it's things like that that have kind of changed, changed things, you know. <laughs> Were you on telly yeah, last night? Telly. Yeah. <laughs> what part of the fungible is the fungible? <laughs> do you put the fun in fungible? <laughs> All those kind of things. So, you know, you don't, oh, God, I can't explain it to you. And, you know, so, yeah, all they see is like the word blockchain and and then they equate that with money or whatever, you know. So, yeah, yeah. Most people, that's all they're interested in, you know. Well, but it's sort of take us through it is is there's the NFT work, but there's also you do quite large installation work. And and that has really picked up as well in the past couple of years. Right. Like the way more that I've. I'm like, oh, wow, you're doing these big exhibition yeah. things. Do you think that it goes hand in hand with the NFT work? Like you've gotten more discovered or do you think it's just a general buildup over the, over the course of the past couple of years? I think the two maybe do go hand in hand. You know, a lot of my work, because of the way it's done now, I use different software that I used to, you know, I now use Houdini and, and those kind of things. Mm-hmm. So I can do these incredibly large renders. Executionally, it's, well, it depends, you know, I love I love work done in processing and, and flat things, which I'm, I'm doing mm-hmm. some at the moment, actually. The rendered stuff, you know, looks kind of like, takes your breath away if you see it at scale um, off yeah i was doing more those kind of things so then i was getting asked to do like you know things for installations and large walls and Mm -hmm. things like that sometimes real time sometimes just video i think the idea of a physical space is always interesting to me because the context changes of the work you know when you make the work you need Think about the context, as you know, of yeah. well, where's it going to be shown? How's it going to be shown? That kind of thing. Because um, I've been in gallery shows or whether that's solo shows or group shows, you then have a chance to bring the space in as part of the work, you know. Um, so I did a solo show in London in May of this year and we built like a three screen mm-hmm. installation, you know, that was hung from the ceiling and you walk around it. It wasn't on a wall so then i could render it from three different angles and then put it all together and it was like you were walking around it so right that's hard to do online you know in the same way mm-hmm. whether it's the metaverse even it's still not the same i'm interested in those like I'm, I'm doing one at the minute which is all in bits i'm assembling it tomorrow when all the laser cut parts arrive hopefully and that's a little thing where it's got a screen and it's got a sensor and it changes dependent on how close you are 
to the work. Right. But that is not just going, oh, I can make a sense of that does that, you know. Right. It's it's not about that. I really believe that it doesn't become art until it's viewed. It's like a Schrodinger thing, I think. It's like <laughs> it's not it's, it's dead until it's viewed. You know, so yeah. When it's viewed, whether that's online or whatever, but particularly in a gallery setting is it becomes something else, I think. It becomes complete. Yeah. And so I wanted to make this work that was like it's called you, you, me and the machine. And it's those are the three pillars for me. It's like there's me making the work. There's the machine, mm-hmm. you know, like yourself, you know, we work with the computers and the machines and they are part of our process and they are, you know, we build this system, but we want to be surprised by right. the machine as well. It's part of the author of the ship. But then the other part is when the viewer views the work. And so I wanted to make this piece that was kind of literal interpretation of that. So, yeah, and, and mm-hmm. that is more of a processing looking flatter piece. Uh, it's all real time, obviously. So, yeah, I'm enjoying doing those things and this nfts has given me more of an opportunity to do whatever well, okay I want, so you know? <laughs> do you feel you answered the question <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no here's the thing the, the, here's the thing is, is is that was the best free flowing thought process i've a process i've heard and it was just it was just so, so interesting and that's why i didn't interrupt you at all because i just i was like oh my god this is amazing because and and you keyed on it at, at the very end it was like nfts give you that freedom now yeah. like r- right now and i'd said earlier to you was <clears throat> i can't apply to be part of stuff because i don't have extra money but i mean if if i had extra money i would 100 percent apply to be part of these various exhibitions and whatnot mm-hmm. that opportunity to just go I have this idea. I'm going to get a bunch of shit laser cut yeah. and I'm going to investigate this sensor and I'm going to build whatever. That must be really gratifying to be able to think and go, I, I can actually make that happen. You know? Yeah, I think it's, um, you know, I, I stopped doing client work last year. I didn't do make that decision very, you know, in 2020 when say I like, oh, let's, let's, Let's go a little bit forward. So January 2021, when I had this huge uh, drop on Nifty Gateway, and it was a really big success. Mm-hmm. And we were, you know, the next morning after, because Nifty Gateway drops are kind of like midnight in the UK time. So I remember when okay. we were having breakfast the next morning, we were like, what the fuck just happened? You know, it's like, it's kind of like, <laughs> what? So... <laughs> So eventually, but I didn't make the decision then to go, right, clients, screw you. You know, it's like, because I had really nice clients. I loved working with uh, people like Trend Micro, amazing. And I did, I'm very proud of a lot of work that I've done with them. Sure. Um, But eventually it got to a point where it was like, okay, the, the amount of work, and and the the other influences that were on my work when you're working for a client, which is understandable, and you've got the marketing team and all that, and obviously you're working for them, and they want to have certain colours, or whatever. Well, there's always a compromise. <laughs> um, but then the amount of money you're getting paid for that versus what you can, you know, you can do an NFT. It's totally up to you what you do. Um, right. And you know, and and in the in the when it was all really kicking off, you know, it would sell for you know pretty good money. So uh, at the end of last year, I thought, right, I'm not gonna, I'm just gonna make a decision. You know, I'm just gonna concentrate on on right. my work. Um, so so effectively, that's what I've done. The the thing with these um, 
yeah, it, it, so it's it's that freedom to be able to do that is there's that amazing quote, isn't from, isn't there from David Bowie that you know don't play to the gallery, right? Because as an artist, as soon as someone says, "Can you move that to the left?" or "Can you make that bigger?" or you know, mm-hmm. you're being eroded yourself. Yeah. But that's what we have to do to to pay the bills. If you you know, if you're doing the the client stuff, so now it's. I think that's what NFTs has done. It's it's given um, some people an opportunity to just go. Well, I'm just going to concentrate on my artwork. Yeah. The other thing is, as well, is that it's opened you know so many doors for me. So now I'm represented by you know a, a wonderful gallery in in London in Mayfair. I've had a solo show there. I've had a group show there. I speak to them every week. We have a very tight relationship. They sort of manage strategically what work I'm putting out. You know, I, right. I still decide what I'm doing, but we talk about the strategy of it, like a five, 10 year plan, right? Right. So now, because you have to learn the politics of the art world if you want to go into that that world. You know, it's about group shows, solo shows. It's about being written about. It's about collectors collecting your work institutions collecting your work there's all these Mm -hmm. little pillars it's you know and and i'm still you know learning that um but so that's you know that's the other thing it's even though i've been doing this work for a long time suddenly there was more people like art galleries seeing it but then we Mm -hmm. have these conversations so yeah it's well, the other thing, you is I don't get complacent about it. Yeah, it could all end tomorrow. Yeah, you know, and I could be going back to clients, going, "Oh, remember me? <laughs> I'll make a website for you." You know, it's like, yeah, who knows? <laughs> you know, I just don't. I don't think. I think the worst thing you can do is believe your own publicity. You know? Yeah. <laughs> You know, it's it's funny, but I, I thought about this the other day that I accidentally entered into programming. It wasn't a thing that I had intended to do. I studied illustration in college. And so I learned how to draw and paint and some small amount sculpt. But really, my focus was creating art. So I have been creating art since I graduated, but it's always been on the side because my professional career has gone based off of learning to develop and learning how to program. I'd had a conversation with the leadership team where I worked and... Somebody, the CEO said, and Hugh's rainbow uh, pride work, we'll do this. And he started listing off all the things that they were going to do with my work. And I bristled and I was like, but I don't make this work for you. I make it for me. And it was interesting how I started to decide that I was going to take ownership of something, right? Like in a lot of cases, like back in the day was, was writing haiku for movies and making screen prints and things like that. It's always been about, no, 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 that's, this is my work, you know? And it doesn't matter if it hit, it didn't matter if it made any money for me or got me anywhere or made me famous, which none of it did and none of it does, but it is about the enjoyment of creation. And I think watching someone like you, when you make that decision, I'm going to do this for me and for the viewer, obviously the end viewer, the stuff you make is beautiful, but it's, it's intentional that it's beautiful. The intent behind not getting complacent. That's what I was, I'm trying to get to that is the intent behind not getting complacent is all about, (laughs) it's going to sound weird, but pleasing yourself first, right? Like you don't want to I don't want to turn around in a year and go, I wish I did this. I wish I had kept up or I wish I had done whatever. And I I don't feel bad about any of the art 
making decisions I've made beyond maybe get, being so distracted that I move on and do something else, you know? Yeah, but I, I, I don't even think you should feel bad about that because I think that is part of being creative is that mm-hmm. you want to constantly do new things. You know, I, I hate this idea, you know, you sometimes see these collectors, some of them so-called collectors, who an artist, you know, should have one style. And it's like, it's just right. such bullshit. It's like the whole part of being able to do this is because you can change and do new things. That's what's, mm-hmm. that's what is interesting to me. It's, you know, yeah. So I sometimes worry about, oh, should I stick to like one style? You know, but if you look at, I went to see... Um, in Barcelona, there's an amazing Picasso exhibition and it shows his whole story, you know, from, you know, the sketches to theatre design to all right. kinds. Of, you know, you think of Picasso, you think of, you know, a certain style, right? But mm-hmm. then you look at his body of work and it's it's crazy, you know. And it, you yeah. know, it's, and so, <laughs> but so, so I think it's probably lazy when people think about, oh, an artist and his one style. So, and I don't think anyone should worry about saying that I, I do sometimes worry about it, but I don't think, you, you know, people like us should worry about the fact that we want constantly wanting to do new things and new styles. And that's, that's absolutely the joy of it. And it is about, like you said, making it for yourself. You know, it's, that is the whole point. It's like, and, and the whole point of there is no point, you know, you're not, there's no utility. It's just, yeah. Joy, like you said, the joy of making something is is a wonderful thing and being able to put it out there. And if one person enjoys it, then that's enough. Um, and yeah. even if it hasn't generated money or or whatever it is, but you know, I don't, I'm sure you've had, you know, we you've had an email from a stranger going, I just saw that work. And they, they might say something in that and they go, Yeah, you totally got it. And that is amazing. The the whole project is 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 weird because of the fact that it started online like what i was doing in the real world was you know light painting which i have no idea what it's going to look like until i see the photo and so i was taking a lot of photos and then coming home and going oh okay that looks good you know and for me the the act of discovery was was one of the better things is like to come home and go oh wow, I, I did take some good photos because I'm not a photographer, right? And that's that's one of the things that always threw me off was people were talking about me as a photographer and I'm like, oh, no, 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 I'm, I'm light painting and it's incidental that it's photography that's making it work, you yeah. know? And I, and I always, I was struck by, there was two things that happened. One was really early on, some guy said enough with the, with the rainbows. And I, I was like, I think you missed the point of the, the project. <laughs> so I just, I kind of at the time went like, well, you don't have to follow me. And he goes, well, you're being really aggressive. Like that was the conversation. Yeah. I thought, well, I'm not the one critiquing work that I have no bearing on, you know? Yeah. And that's the online world. The online world is if I'm looking at it, then I have an opinion and I need to tell you about it, even if it's negative. Yeah. And that's where we're like, so yeah. <laughs> you know i'm not making it for you yeah, exactly <laughs> and and then to turn around and and after a year of of doing the work and sort of cutting it down and like how much i was going to do because i started to realize i was i felt i was overdoing it but finding someone to email email me and saying we at this organized at the ww we love the work and we want it to be the focal point of our pride campaign in 2022 i was like 
Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. You appreciate it. You love me. You really love me, you know? And then to sit with people who are professional wrestlers and, and light paint behind them, and they have no idea what I'm doing. And I'm just this nearly six foot tall, 240 pound guy. And they're like, it looks like you're doing martial arts back there, like with a, with a, a sword. And then they, and then they would see the photo and go, Oh my God, that's what you're doing. Like they just, yeah. they put it all together. And it was just such a joy because they were always surprised, yeah. you know? And it's just, it's that reaction that I, I just dig it so much. And it was such a gratifying experience. Yeah. So at the end of it, they said, are you going to, what are you going to do now? Cause in their minds, like capitalism, you know, succeed, succeed. And I, I just went, I don't know. It was meant to be a year long project. So I don't really have any plans. And uh, they're like, well, but you should, you should do something with this. I'm like, well, maybe I'll make it into a stick you can buy. I don't know. Like yeah. that, like, I don't have, I don't have that drive to want, like I, now I'm like, oh, well now I'm going to try some different yeah. things. Like I'm going to do very, a variation on what I was doing here. So it's, it's all part of the discovery, you yeah. know? I think, yeah, it's interesting that, isn't it, where people see like they think about it as a product, and yeah, and yeah. they don't understand that. Well, once when you make a product, then you've got to support it and have a whole ecosystem. That if it goes wrong, you know, and, exactly. and you're like, you don't want to do exactly. that. You've, you've, you've then you've, you've maybe had ten other ideas since then, and um, so that people, I get why people do say things like that but then they don't think about the ecosystem that it needs to be in place yeah yeah and it's it's especially well i mean you know very well the the product side of things like with the with the button what's it called again yeah no p-o-p-a popper (laughs) i was like bumper (laughs) no there's no way it was called bumper But I found I, I found the movie peg yeah, in a drawer. That, yeah. I was like, "Oh my god, the oh, movie yeah. peg! This is great." Um, but I I totally know. I told I know totally know what you mean. And I've I've not wanted to list the stuff I've done for this. Like, design a PCB that runs an AT Tiny eighty five that runs the LEDs. Like, it's all open source. I'm just like, it's open source. Yeah. You can have it. I told the client. I told the WWE. I was like, "Look, it's open source. You don't need me." And they're like, "Well, we kind of need you to do this." <laughs> thing with your arm and i was like oh right yeah sure that'd be great yeah fly me down to rhode island and let me shoot with the wrestlers that sounds really fun and then i totally undercharged because i'm no idea what i'm worth and when when i said when i said uh just for the for the record brendan is laughing pretty hard here but i the guy's like what's your day rate and i went 500 bucks (laughs) (laughs) he goes Oh, okay, great. I'm like, wait, no, no, shoot. <laughs> I'm in 5,000. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, damn it. Yeah. And then I I got off the call with them and I went into, I saw my wife, I saw Libs and I was like, I, why, why don't I talk about these things with you? Because you would have said $1,000, at the very least $1,000 a day. <laughs> oh my God. Well, you know, it wasn't, it isn't about the money, Brendan, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> that, that is the difficulty, isn't it? It's like, you know, we're not, we're not ent- entrepreneurs in the, in foremost, you know, so it's, yeah. you, you know what it is? I think it is like, 
you just want people to like you and your work. So when someone says, can we have that? Then your number one thing is like, yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. <laughs> Whatever you know, you're not. Of course, yeah, it's, it, it take. I think that's why people get other people involved. Just to go, well, hang on a minute. You know, speak to my business manager or whatever. You know, so yeah, yeah. Cause, cause yeah. Should, I should get them to talk if to. If it was Liz. left to us, we just go, yeah, <laughs> it's great. Well, I've given away. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, I've given away yeah. prints because it's a drop ship that yeah. I charge a like it costs me a quarter of what i charge or half of what i charge basically so i've just been like hey what's your address and i'll just <laughs> send somebody a print because i'm like you like star wars i did a star wars one and you know it, it, they i end up getting like a oh thanks but that's the end yes. of it it's just a gift so i, I don't know i have have I've made some i've made some sales but it's just not important yeah. to me which i sh it should be it should be very important <laughs> <laughs> It was more important when I was raising money for, for organizations. Oh. Cause initially the, it was, you know, I took 60% of every sale went to support an, an LGBT led org. And that was great. And when I was actively trying to raise money for them, I did better sales. Now I'm not trying to raise money for anybody. So I'm not even bothering talking, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which I should still, I should still post up and go like, Hey, wouldn't you like a print? You know, but, uh, well, that was a, that was a, a huge, uh, Relief to talk about because I I feel like I have no one to well, talk about. Cathartic. <laughs> cathartic. Well, I, it was like my this other podcast about getting fired. That is a cathartic podcast. I'll tell you what. That is a this, talking about <laughs> capitalism and yeah. and how people. Uh, when was that? Early March. Um, I was let go. But it, like the irony is, I was let go, and then four days later, got that email from the WWE. Right. Wow. And I said to Libs like. I said to Libs, if, if I was still with the, with them, I would have given them the WWE because yeah. that's what I was doing. Every time I got a freelance opportunity, I would just give it to the to the company. Yeah. Was that Jay Z line? I'm 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 not a businessman. I'm a businessman. <laughs> like that. Yeah. Is that hard when you think about the shift in in going? I am I'm now a business. I'm in the business of making art. Mm -hmm. Like, is that a shift mentally for you? Or do you feel you're always kind of selling your art, but it was for client work? I don't know. I, I, I've always been quite with client, with the client stuff. I was always very bold in, in pricing. I, I learned early on that they hate ambiguity. So if you go like, I don't know, mm -hmm. it's X amount ish. They, they kind of hate that. Yeah. But if you go in with like, it's going to be this, <laughs> or, you know, I, I, the other thing I would do, I'll go, I don't pitch. And I've had agencies, you know, in the past go, what do you mean? And I says, well, I don't, I'm not pitching for work. Oh, that's how we work. Well, yeah. I said, well, this is a short conversation then, isn't it? And, so, <laughs> and they're, they're usually taken back by, oh, okay. And I got, so yeah. and guess what? I'm still here. You know, so yeah. I was, cause I, I, you know, used to pitch when I had an agency and it was, you know, it, it's bullshit. So I just refused to play that game. So there was, there was things like that, that I did. I thought, well, there's no one else to tell me what to do, so I can make my own rules up, and I live and right. die by, and it, um, I might make mistakes doing that. Whether I charged enough, I'm sure I could have charged way more on some of the projects, but, you know, it's I did okay. Um, with the art side, it's a kind of a different thing. There's like this market value of what you're – the perception of what your value is as an artist, right? Right. And it's all very strategic. And 
is done with with the gallery or it can be um if you if you're represented by a gallery you know they sort of help you understand what a work should be sold for um right and you know and in relation to what other work you've got out there and what it's sold who's bought it which museums have collected it all these things right. sort of impacts on price so i don't I'm terrible at pricing the work, you know, it's um, so I, I, I'm usually in discussions with the gallery to go, I, I don't know this. And then like, they go, well, maybe <laughs> I, I, so I'm, I'm just crap at stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I don't I, you know what? I don't worry about it. I, I My main thing is I'm, I worry more about what I'm going to make next or. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's kind of terrifying. the evolution of the work is more important. Yeah, I mean, but the, do you? Uh, sorry no, to interrupt. No. And I was I was thinking about this. Is um, <clears throat> has has your has how you share your work changed now that you have people that are sort of in charge of the business side of things? Like, I don't see your work. It seems like I'm not seeing your work as often. But when you do share it, it's it, it feels like a, a a fully fleshed out like you're never really showing process anymore. Right. You know, it's not, it's, it feels way more strategic to me. Oh, does it? Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, <laughs> <Or not>. no, <laughs> I, yeah, that's probably true. I don't, I probably, I don't know if it's been a conscious decision as such. Um, yeah. I, I I'm not sure why that is, to be honest, but it's interesting you say that. It's really interesting. Um, I do still, you know, write blog posts about how I make stuff when I can. The problem is it's some of those things take time to do, um, but I'm always keen on on sharing, you know, some of the techniques and things like that. And mm -hmm. if people email me, I'll often try and, you know, come back with some helpful advice or whatever. But um yeah, I, I still post out like the odd screenshot of a work in progress for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's probably less of it to be fair, um, because you know what, I'm doing less. I am making less work, um, right? In a way, because I wanted, I wanted to. I made a kind of conscious decision to to do less but better. That's what I was trying to, that's what I am trying to do is, you know, trying to hone the work a bit more. And because um, I feel I've, I've probably been, been maybe too much, you know, because people ask me to be in a show and I go, oh, that's kind of, that's quite a good show. And maybe I should do it. <laughs> when do you need it? A week. Oh, shit. So it's like, you know, <laughs> but it's really good. You know, I have, but I also turned down a lot of, a lot of, um, yeah, invites to exhibitions and things because you know I've been burnt in the past where the or it's a plat let's say it's a platform a new NFT platform for instance um, right. you know and they're promising the world and then the, it goes up and like no one views it you know it's because a lot of these people they don't understand that it's about the audience I think they think we'll just get an NFT platform and it'll just work yeah don't work yeah. like that. So, so I, I've said a no to a lot of those things because I've had bad experiences with some of them. Um, right. Yeah. So it's the process thing. Yeah. I'm. I'm always 
I guess it's, you know, it's always good to have content to share. But, you know, here's the other thing. I don't know how, how you feel about it, but it's like this beast that needs to be, you know, fed. You know, it, yeah. God, what am I going to share today? And it's like, you. I think you have to, it will just destroy you because it's, it's just like all consuming. And I'd, sometimes I just have to go, you know, I haven't got anything to share because I haven't, you know, I've, I've not made yeah. anything for two weeks or whatever. Well, I, I, you know, I, I set a, a schedule for the for podcasting, so I, I I'm like, well, every two weeks I'll put out an episode. And what I find that is, I saw that I've, I've mentioned this before, but I, I saw this funny uh, Instagram story thing with uh, a rapper named Tyler the Creator, and he said, um, he's like, I see people talking about their work and they talk about it for a week and then don't talk about it any, anymore. And that's, and then they're wondering why they don't yeah. get more hits and likes and all that stuff. He goes, I'm talking about a six month old album and I keep talking about it because I keep wanting people to look at it. And I, and I, I've thought a lot about that, how when you see content now and you're just consuming that content, the content is someone going, so here's me driving a nail, bang, 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 bang. <laughs> And here's 30 minutes of video that I took of me driving that nail and this, and and I'm going to talk about the sub, the substance I hammered it into. And I'm going to talk the type of nail and I'm going to talk about the hammer and oh, the hammer is sponsored by, and, and you're like, Holy shit. Did you do the work? Did the nail get into the board? At, you know, like, I mean, the content creation becomes the job. And when people talk about being a content creator, they're not talking about the job anymore of doing and making and whatever. It's all about, I'm going to get more eyes on my work and I'm, and my work is this. And I, <clears throat> that's where I have the greatest concern. I have the greatest concern that what my, what my focus could end up being is let's talk about what Hugh is doing today. And I don't want to do yeah. that. I want it to be about, let's talk about the person I spoke to. Cause I, mm -hmm. I just, I'm just not that vain. I'm just not, I just don't yeah. care enough. No. I, don't, I don't take selfies. I don't, you know, I mean, it's weird to me when you, you know, you might have a new follow on Instagram or something and you check them out and the whole Instagram is just pictures of them. Just you know, pic I think, pictures of them. So, so what you're saying is the most interesting thing in your life is the camera looking at you. you. Well, the world <laughs> is so amazing, right? Oh yeah, and, uh, and that, so that freaks me out. It's like, what? I, I don't really want to follow you, you know. So, so there's, there's that yeah. side of things, and it's, and also, you know, it's, it's the attention span is so tiny now. So, here's an example. I did a piece of work with a wonderful musician called Sean Trefor, who's in Wales, and is an amazing pianist. I've done two pieces with him now. Work is mm. just. I mean, it just emotionally, you know, you guess goosebumps, right? It's just him on the piano. Right. And um, we con we contacted each other on Instagram. We've done two things. And I did the first piece ended up being um, auctioned at a generative art show in China. And it was the first one, the, this big auction house, first time they'd done a generative art thing. So I made this piece and I was... It's one of those, you know, I'm very critical of my own work, but it's one of those ones where it actually moves me, right? Right. Which I don't right. say lightly about my own stuff. And when other people see it, I've had people say, I was, I was in tears, I felt something. 
get it right. online. Practically no one looks at it, and you know why? The first two <laughs> frame, the first second is black frame. You know, right. twenty four. You know, twenty four frames a second. First twenty four frames is black. So what do they do? Right. They just scroll on past it. They can't be bothered yeah. waiting one second, and that is. Yeah the kind of world that we live in now. So then it makes me think, right, well, I can never make anything with a black frame at the beginning before, you know, which is ridiculous, right? Um, which, which, Put the glasses. Yeah. Glasses graphic. <laughs> or, or just have a thing at the beginning. Scroll the, stop scrolling. Just wait, wait. Yeah, it's like, so it's coming. Yeah, it's, there's something coming. Um, but that is, that is how it is, right? Yeah. And it's probably my, one of my favorite pieces of work. And, but yeah, hardly anyone saw it, you know. I can't get over <clears throat> the stuff I think of as throwaway is is what gets attention. Like I, I'll be like, hey, I started a Patreon. You should support me on Patreon and, and put a reel up. Yeah. And it gets 300 views. Meanwhile, I took two vent covers and, and turned them against each other to create a moray pattern in front of the camera. And I'm like, look at this moray pattern. That's got 10,000 views. I'm like, okay, should I have put support me on Patreon at the bottom of every video I, I release. Cause yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? Like I never point the camera at myself. Cause yeah. I look like a potato, <laughs> you know, with headphones on and that's, and when there's a mic in front of me, I'm just a potato with hands, you know? So it's, I don't want to do it. I'm not photogenic and it, I, I, I get it. And I want more, all of my videos are just my hands yeah. touching stuff, you know? And I'm like, that's good enough. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, I would have a similar thing. Like I said, I don't really take selfies, but it was this one occasion I was doing um, an installation at the Farnborough Air Show, which is a big air show here a few years ago now. And on the last day, everyone had pretty much gone, but because it's this massive air show, I needed the toilet. So I went to like this massive porter cabin because all the, you know, everyone on site, they have to have this huge infrastructure of, you know. Right. So yep. I go in and there's like this huge place where it's urinals all down the sides. And it would <laughs> seem to go on forever, right? And the, and there was me. So, and I had this like, you know, the, the yellow jacket on for when you're doing construction sure. things. So I took a selfie of me in the middle of all these urinals, symmetrical. <laughs> And that was the most liked Instagram picture of that year. I thought, Jesus, really? All this work I put into the stuff and yeah, the rhino photo. Yeah. I, you know, it's, well, you know, it's a consumption economy. I, I have, I've talked to both of my kids many times about the, the difference between creation and consumption. And I, and I want them to create more often yeah. than not. And it's it's hard to compete with a yelling person talking about a game, but not really just screaming at the screen. And you know, and I'm like, this is these are your choices. Yeah. But what's amazing is uh Neve, our 10-year-old, really has taken it to heart and is constantly drawing. And I have to I say, know. like, there's nothing better to me. Uh, our 16 year old spends a lot of time designing figures on, I can't remember the name of the app, but it's an app that you can design your figures and he occasionally orders them for himself. And again, I'm, I'm just like, as long as you're not just watching a video or scrolling infinitely on Instagram, I'm down to clown. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Cause I just, oh, 
yeah, I don't know. The selfie culture is not cool. I, uh, uh, you know, the, the vanity of it is not, it's just not for me. I'm trying to be as, as polite as possible. I don't, yeah. I don't think it's helpful. I think that what we've done now is create a culture in which consuming is all, all purpose and all, mm. all consuming. Yeah. It's like, it's all about consumption. And I, I'm like, Oh man, I, really want to get out of here and and do and make something so this is what podcasting is and this is what making art is for me anyways yeah no definitely it's nice to well to create things yeah i mean just uh, just one little anecdote on the end of that is that you know i do see hopeful signs as well it's um you know I i think young people obviously get disparaged a lot and i think you know, it's that's not always the case. I had um, we had I had dinner one night with my niece, and she's fourteen, and we were all out for dinner, and she started talking about Roe versus Wade, right? And I was like, mm-hmm. "Wow, how how you know?" And really, not just like you know, lip service. She was like new stuff. <laughs> how right. did you know this? How do you know this? And she said, "Well, it was TikTok originally first, and then." I researched it and I went on to Google and she showed me a phone and she was comparing articles on the Guardian with how Republican states, she then looked up like how Republican states vote on Google. And, right. was, and it was just like, wow, this. Is, yeah. I was so proud of her. And she was just so well informed. And yet, it's very easy to say, oh, they don't, you know, they're just scrolling past and not. No, but, yes, it, it was, absolutely. It was just, um, I, I thought it was encouraging, you know, and but I, yeah, the whole selfie culture does does worry me. But I think within that there is, you know, little chinks of light that are like. For oh, sure, some of these for sure. are amazing. Well, <laughs> I, I was talking to, um, I was talking to a friend of mine and, and I said something about being on TikTok and he goes, he goes, Oh, TikTok is useless. It's all just girls in bikinis, uh, lip syncing to stuff. And I was like, you do know that you curate <laughs> your feed. <laughs> I said, I don't see any girls in bikinis. And he's like, what do you mean? I go, yeah, I, I don't, I, if, if one ends up on my thing, I flip past it as fast as I can because the way it's set up, is if you watch it, yeah. it sends you more of what you watch. Mm-hmm. I said my feed is a is cosplayers who do voice work and electronics projects. And he's like, really? I go, I open it up and show my feed, and it's just like a guy who's making clock mechanisms and another guy who's, you know, doing yeah. Arduino work. And he goes, How come yours is so different? I said, Because I don't stop <laughs> and look. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's just chicks and bikinis, <laughs> lip syncing. Like, oh my god, that's because that's what you're watching, yeah. you big knucklehead. It's just, come on, yeah. come on. How do you not know this? Yeah. You just told on yourself. <laughs> you just told on yourself. And and our and our <laughs> our consumption is is a product of our curation. Yeah, and that's where I I've said before, like I've said to my kids, don't watch don't watch this person, you know, find, find someone else. And I'll, I'll go find someone who's doing something that it's not just my own perception of value. It's just, if you're watching someone who's screaming at their game, and this is what happened to my son earlier was when he was younger was he started screaming at his game. And I was like, you know, this, the person that you're watching that does this, does it for 
the attention. Yeah. He's he's not doing anything great. And you see that that particular YouTuber now, and he's not doing that anymore because he got the attention, he got the subscribers, he got who he needed, and now he does way better content. But it's that whole super juvenile, mm-hmm. just just yeah. ugh, being loud and obnoxious. And you're like, oh, yeah. can we stop being loud and obnoxious, please? That'd be great. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> and, it, you know, I think the, the interesting thing, and to, just to bring it back to NFTs for a minute, the interesting thing is the opportunities it's provided a, a good number of people that would not have had that opportunity before. And that, you know, they've, they, a lot of people are very open about, I struggled making mm-hmm. art up until the minute I was able to produce NFTs. And I got in with the right people who noticed and the right people who talked about it because NFT work, like it's an inundated system now, yeah. like the, the artwork on, of NFTs is inundated. You're, you're like, oh, I should get that cat that there's 50,000 iterations of that cat. I got one. This is great. And I'm like, okay, yeah. I don't know what makes that so good, but it, it's because a whole bunch of people talked about it and it, there's editions of whatever. And you're like, oh, okay. And, but there's someone who just made some work and it's gorgeous and the right person talked about it and bought it. And that gives them the opportunity to keep making art. And I, I think that that's, regardless of how busy the ecosystem is, as long as those little pearls get through, I'm, I'm fine with it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. I always think with any new technology, the start of it is, is very noisy. Um, you know, we're just kind of pushing buttons to see what happens. And then there's like mm-hmm. this hype, you know, when the press get hold of it, if it's like a headline thing, in this case, you know, the, the people work, you know, that kind of 69 million or whatever it was. So, you know, suddenly then everyone's looking at it. Um, and then that hype, you know, people then move on to something else and it it falls off a cliff, essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then it, it carries on and it, it's it's then much more sophisticated, the use of it. Now it's, it's still, you know, the market has been flooded because everyone just thinks I can make money with this thing. And then they realize, yeah. oh, right, it's not as easy as that, right? So, and then you've got a billion collectible projects, which I'm I'm just not into. Put with people are that's that's fine, but that's not why I'm here. Why I'm here. Um, yeah. But you know, it's uh, for me, it's infrastructure. It's an infrastructure, but it's not. It's not the only infrastructure. You know, we, I'm interested in digital art. That's what I'm interested in. Um, I had yeah. um, I'm on a I'm at a conference in London on October the seventh, and they sent me around the preliminary. PDF they've done and like really interesting names on there, people from the Tate and all, you know, really big players. But they had me down as NFT artist. And I said, <laughs> Oh yeah, man, I'm not an NFT artist in the same way a musician is not an MP3 artist. And they were like, <laughs> Yeah, sorry. <laughs> but they were just using that to explain to the sponsors who I was because it was simplified. Anyway, they, now I said, Just artist is fine, you know. Um, so we could, what if it was like NFTs, comma artist? Yeah. Like, would, would that have been <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, I make NFTs, but also. Yeah, yeah, you know, like that's NFTs is just infrastructure, really. You know, the the, the receipt, uh, provenance, you know, weirdly, you know, yeah, Mm -hmm. I watch, um, 
There's a show called uh, Fake or Fortune on BBC One and uh, over here. Um, and it's the whole programme is they take, they find an old painting and the owner will try and, you know, they bring it to these art experts and say, is this, sure. is this a Vermeer or, you know, and it's really a fascinating programme. But what's what you realise is it's all about provenance and it's really hard mm-hmm. to prove because it usually comes down to one expert in the world, usually it's one, who says that's a Vermeer. And if they don't say it right. is, it ain't. And which is, when yeah. you think about it, is ridiculous, right? Mm-hmm. So what the blockchain does and NFTs is is prove the provenance of a digital work that can't be argued with. That's the beauty of it. And then it's kind of what the art world needs is rather than have yeah. these auction houses have teams of people, all they do is track down provenance. Right. So it, it solves that issue going forward, um, which is what is interesting to me. I'm tickled by the way you say provenance. Provenance. Yeah. Provenance. <laughs> it's well, a very, yeah. very French. Very, as long as you say it in French, it's yeah. real. You know, provenance. it's like yeah, yeah. Provenance. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's a North American yeah. way of saying it, I guess. I, I wasn't aware I was saying it as a North American, but I 100% am. <laughs> Every time you said it, I kind of tittered a little. I was like, hee. You know, but that's just me, you know. Um, well, it is it is interesting. Like I I had initially I was doing the the I I was about six months into the pride work and and or three months into the pride work and I talked to a mutual friend, Jeff Stearns. Yeah. And I said, you know, I I don't understand any of it and I don't know how I would get into it. It feels very digital to me, and I'm working on practical stuff like i'm doing practical Mm -hmm. work and he was like well just make one mint one and put it up and i i didn't understand any of that (laughs) so i did i i minted an nft and and it was a video and i thought well this is fine and i don't give a shit and so i minted a few because i had tezos in hand yeah um i hasn't done anything and part of that one is they're not interesting videos that's one but two i don't have like you said, it's infrastructure. It's not a way to get seen. Like you have right. to have the right people see it and the right people talk about it, and the right people to promote it. And I'm a nobody in in that world for sure. So I'm I'm one of I'm one of the deluge that has not crested the wave. I, right. And that's yeah. that's the the interesting thing is how much that deluge requires the crest. Like the somebody somebody's or at the top of that. And there's this narrowing band going up and it's the, the, the pure numbers game of, Oh, there's a, so many NFTs out there that don't make any sense and aren't important. Yeah. And they're a, a, essentially a money grab. Mm-hmm. It feels like a trick, you know, like it's, it's like, yeah, but so-and-so is doing better work or they've done it more and they're more well-known. As opposed to, I just put one up. (laughs) (laughs) And it's just not important to me. Libs got really into it. My wife got really into it. And she struggled to figure out how she would break into producing NFTs, producing work for NFT um, sales. And I just was like, well, just do it. Like, do it if you want. But she struggled because she saw... The, that weird 
ebb and flow of the people that she respected doing well, but also this, what is, what looked like money laundering on the lower end, you know, where it's just like, well, I got to get rid of this money somehow. And they were buying weird things and promoting weird things. And I, I couldn't, I couldn't get into it. Yeah, no, there, there is like, you know, you do see people with a lot of money who have also a lot of bad taste. Uh, And I think none of of your purchasers. Of course, wonderful. Um, But you do, you do question. You know, I kind of, I I kind of, I'm not really into these people who suddenly they're like some. They've bought like a couple of pieces, like, and maybe they've spent like quite a bit of money, and suddenly they're an expert on on art. You know. And they don't know about the history, particularly of digital art or generative art. They have no idea about the history of it um, and that kind of thing. So that that's kind of annoying. And but they still have they have a big voice, and everyone's then clamoring yeah. to oh please buy my work. You know, it's it's. Yeah. I think the worst thing you can do is like direct message collectors and go, could you look at my work? And it's well, wow. I, I, it's not. It's I I personally don't do that and i never have done that even when i was starting out um you know but i i do get i do see people you know the the worst thing is you see the other <laughs> things where they go i've got such and such a friend right. show me your work and then people do it yeah. and they are those people are never going to buy work they are they're doing it to farm to gain twitter that's all they're doing Right, they're doing it to get likes, yeah. so then their popularity goes up, and their posts get seen. Because um, we we both know how hard it is to get seen on Twitter. It's like it's terrible. Yeah. So, so that's why they do it, you know. So, and people fall into that trap of like, oh yeah, I'll I'll just shill my work, you know. And it's no, don't do that. Have a bit of self. <laughs> you know, it's it's funny, but I. I was thinking about this the other day that every, nearly every place that I have some manner of presence, I only get about a thousand people yeah. following. And it's, I, I don't understand. And I, I know it's because I don't play the game yeah. <clears throat> to, to get followers. And I know that there's a way to do it. And part of me is like, I get so excited um, on Instagram when I get a new follower and they're a real person, I'm just like, Oh my God, you're a real, like you go looking and you're like, Oh, you're a real yeah. person. This is fantastic. I'm so, I want to message them and go, thank you. You know, but like my wife who has 20 something thousand followers, like her thing is you get mentioned by the right place. Yeah. And all of a sudden all you get a, a bazillion followers, the percentage of which I don't know are real, yeah. you know, yeah. and it gets to the point where you can't follow. You can't be interested in the people who follow you anymore. Like I can genuinely be interested in the people who follow me because I don't have that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, like I can investigate them Yeah, yeah. where you can't, if you have tens of thousands yeah, or hundreds of thousands or whatever. Yeah. I don't know what you're, I don't know. I, I initially was opening up Twitter because I was like, oh, I'll see what kind of, do you you have several tens of thousands no, of followers? On, do you not? On Twitter, I think I've, you know what. I never look at it. I think it's almost is it nineteen thousand something? I can't. On Instagram, it's 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 nine thousand one hundred or something. I'm, you know, the magic number apparently is ten thousand, isn't it? And then you can, and then it's sort of self sustaining and starts yeah. to build on its um, own. Yeah. But yeah, no, the engagement is not not great. Um, 
twenty point eight thousand. That's what you have on. Oh right, Twitter. okay. Twenty point eight. Oh, that's all right. Yeah, I didn't. God, I didn't realize. I mean, I. You know what? I. I know people. Who, I've just got a thousand followers. I've got two thousand. I never. I honestly never look at it. I just don't. You know, that's a surprise to me. I thought it was under twenty thousand. Um, probably should make more <laughs> just, <bad> content. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, tweet, I tweet about the, the joy of over the cuff socks. You know, it's like, you know, this is my world, you know. Um, you know, the joy of laminating a bin schedule. You know, this kind oh of, my God. Those oh kind of my things, God. you know. Well, it's, it's like, it's just like your people, Brendan. Yeah. It's like your I people. Know, I, I still regular. put my own bin out, you know. I still talk to the neighbor across the way. No. Except I take a picture of it and then mint yeah. it, and then it's an NFT. <laughs> so, I once many years ago did have someone take a picture of the food I'd just eaten at a restaurant and put it on Instagram. <laughs> that was strange. <laughs> I never met this person. They they went up to like food so and took a picture of where I had been. Yeah. Ooh. Wow, yeah. that's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> a bit <laughs> do you get stalked? Do you get stalked? Is it like a no, thing? No, no, not really. No, I've, I've, I, I think I've only got really. Nice Would you like to be? Yeah, <laughs> you've heard of your first book, mine. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, please don't. Uh, yeah, were you on the telly last yeah. night? The wife and I were watching BBC Four. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, you know. I try and remain quite private. I don't, you know, you know. The mm. main thing is the reason is I don't want. I don't know if you watch Seinfeld, but you know the mm-hmm. fear of the popping is like the, someone just randomly knocking <laughs> on the door. It's like, oh God, no, leave me alone. Uh, yeah, no, I understand that too. I like the uh, we we started doing a thing that we called uh, street beers, sidewalk beers, and it was like our neighbors across the street. We when the pandemic yeah. hit and we were trying to social distance, we would stand like a good distance apart, but we'd have a yeah. beer in hand and we'd nice. talk and. Oh, porch beers. I was like, what would, what would we call them? We haven't done them for a while, but um, because that neighbor opened a brewery. Wow. <laughs> You're really taking this seriously. <laughs> wow. I've just got this Sapporo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? I'm always surprised when someone knows who I am, when, when yeah. it's like I, I'm somewhere and they go, excuse me, are yeah. you Hugh Elliott? You know, yeah. <laughs> someone else like it's always better when it's someone not me and i'm like how did you get danny caruso out of that <laughs> no <laughs> i'm not that guy you've really let yourself go danny <laughs> that's kind of rude um no but i'm always really pleased and it's it, uh, it's funny how many when it's marketing and stuff, when I go to marketing places, they're like, Are you, you're Hugh. And I'm like, oh, I am. And I get really super stoked about it because I think I'm a, yeah. I'm a fucking nobody. I'm just a, I'm just a guy doing a thing. And w- when you get messages saying, when I get messages saying, oh, I heard that episode of whatever with whomever. And it was amazing. And I loved it. And it was, it was so, I'm like, oh God, I, I, I gotta tell you, I didn't think anybody listened, you know? So it's, yeah. yeah. I think because I don't do anything for anybody else, <laughs> I'm always surprised when anybody else likes what I'm doing, you know, and I'm like, oh, that's great. Oh, my God, that's so great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, it's about, you know, that, you know, you've made a connection with someone, you know, because you, you put in this, you're making it for yourself. But then there are these other people that go, 
actually, this is really cool. You know, and, and they only, yeah. sometimes they only tell you when you stop doing it. They go, I really like that thing you did. And you go, why didn't you tell me? <laughs> if, you only you'd, yeah. if only you'd said, I would have definitely kept doing yeah. it. Yeah. I, yeah. I, and that, and that's part of the, that's part of the hiatus for can't sell this was, I was just like, I wasn't getting any feedback from anyone. I was getting cancellations on guests. Yeah. It was, I was burnt out because I was doing it for so long and, I love the fact that I've got a, a renaissance going on here. <laughs> renaissance, I like that. <laughs> I, I'll admit I stole that from Brendan Fraser. Right. He's doing really well. Yeah. And somebody said it's the renaissance. And I was like, oh, I can use that as a joke. <clears throat> that being said, do you feel that we've had a good episode? Should we, is there anything that you feel I haven't covered that you want to talk about? Um, no, I think I think we've covered quite a bit within our, you know, I like I like how organic, you know, it always is, and you know, I think, mm-hmm. yeah, you might need to edit a few things. <laughs> um, no, I, I mean the urinal comment. Yeah. I like <laughs> yeah, just do that. Just this very short episode about that. It's really just going to be a loop yeah. <laughs> of you going urinal yeah. and provenance. <laughs> <laughs> well i i you know here's another word that i didn't know existed right i knew provenance existed but um it's like furlough no one knew no one had heard of the word furlough before lockdown anyway the military, the military knew yeah, what furlough guess, was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um yeah i've got this um little sh- group show in berlin at the minute and it's it ends tonight um but oh. apparently when you have an end show uh, you know, invite people, the public, to come to the last night. It's called the finissage. Right. Oh, yeah. that I is, did not know that. That's also French. Yeah. Why is so much of the art world I don't French? Know, is it my question. Good, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Everything it's sounds finissage. more delightful. I, I, I had to look yeah. it up. I said, "Wow, what's that mean?" And it's basically, yeah, wow. the the tail end. You you have your opening. That there's one that's similar called I think it's finissage. Is the opening show. Well, there's now finissage is the, uh, yeah. So I like learning new words. It's like with a queen's death, <laughs> the queen's funeral. Uh, the new one uh-huh. everyone learned this week or last week was a uh, catafalque, which is the thing, the, when it's in lying in state, the coffin lies on a catafalque. That's called the catafalque. And then they're put into the catacomb. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> No, I well, I, don't know. I feel stupid connection. for saying that. Yeah. I just wondered if it was connected because yeah. Vinissage and Finissage, yeah. like I wonder yeah. if there was like know. some kind of connection there. Yeah. And that's probably also yeah. French. Is catacomb yeah, or catafalque? Yeah. Sounds oh, more German. Yeah. It does actually, catafalque. Yeah. yeah. I have to look that up. No. But yeah, so it's it's always interesting to me learning all these new, new words that suddenly, you know, come into the common parlance. From the two years pre-pandemic where you were sort of, you were still doing client work, right? Yeah. Like um, you, you were still doing big walls yeah. with live data and stuff like that. Have you ever sort of approached somebody and said, I am really interested in what you do. And I think I would like to make an art piece based off of, like, have you ever looked at something and gone, I, I'm trying to think of uh, something that has a lot of active data where yeah. it's like, transportation or something where you go, I would love to get access to this data, but it's not freely available. Do you, do you ever think like, Oh, I'm going to contact that organization and say, I'm going, I would like to make art based off of this. 
Like, is that something that you've been doing at all? No, I've not approached. I have to say, I've not approached anyone because um, I don't know. There's quite a lot of data out there that you can get access to. You mentioned transportation. Of just this piece that's in Berlin is is made from Berlin Airport data. And oh. Okay, I'll send you the link um, from 2019 to 2021. I've, I'm, I've done a series called Passengers, and I'm, I'm playing right. with different airport traffic numbers during, obviously, because of the pandemic, you then get this massive mm-hmm. dip. So, um, and it's it's just a static image, but it visualizes, mm-hmm. you know, that that data. But that that data is publicly available right what i guess would be interesting someone said to me on twitter do you have like the demographics of those passengers and you know really break it down yeah and i went no because that stuff isn't available now it, it, it's anonymized it could be that yeah. i would approach berlin airport and go i've done this piece but we could make it even more detailed if you could give me now whether they would have that information i guess someone does well it would be it would be individual yeah, airlines yeah, exactly, at that yeah. point you'd, you'd be like hey yeah. by the way i'm working yeah. on this thing and it's as long this as time. you anonymize it you know um it can't be tracked to people but yeah no i've not mm-hmm. i've been approached by you know the, the whole trend micro thing was you know they they give me the data of all these you know cyber attacks and stuff right that isn't right. publicly available stuff because it's you know it's it's sensitive to that company but um Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's the newest thing. I think I don't know. I'm not. I don't think I'm thinking about it in in that way. Where I'm like looking at something, and going, "Oh, I must, I must approach them to." Maybe I'm just lazy in that, in that way. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think so. I think the thing is, is you don't see you you've not seen. Yeah, the need for it, like the necessity. You you find the necessity for what you do. You know, it's interesting. I was thinking about you were talking about uh, working with that uh, Welsh pianist, yeah. and um, <clears throat> the work you produced. First second was black, yeah. right? And I was I was thinking about how I I got commissioned to make uh, artwork for the people that produced the Social Network, right? And I, I wrote a haiku and I made a triptych and how the each individual uh print was made was i took music from the the soundtrack which was trent Reznor and his writing partner i can't remember the name i took one track and i played the music and the entire piece built off of the song so three pieces three lines from a haiku and three songs and so on the back of the piece i had written down this is the song you should watch it from top left to bottom right for the entirety of the song. And it was like, I showed the person who commissioned the work. I showed them a video of it running with the thing. So he could see that it wasn't just randomly built that was intentionally built. And I wanted him to understand that because I had built, I, he had asked for prints and my original prints were all, if you remember, they were tiny and I built this great big triptych and he was like, this is, a, these are really big. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, aren't you wealthy? Don't you have like a large mansion in which to hang yeah. these? <laughs> I still got mine under the stairs. Wow. <laughs> like, I can't, can't hang them up because they're too big. I'm like, oh man. But it was that when you said the, the artwork that you made while the music itself moved you, the artwork also moved you. And I thought when I look at those prints now, I can still hear the music that created yeah. it, you know, and that I wouldn't say I was moved by my work, but I definitely 
could see how you can see how the music affected the yeah. piece. Yeah. And that's, I love, I love music visualization in, yeah. in a big way. Winamp forever. Yeah, Winamp definitely. Forever. Yeah, no, I, no, I think I've just, I did a piece with um, Emmett Cohen, who is um, regarded as one of the best jazz pianists in the world. And I was lucky enough, we were presenting it in New York earlier this year. And I did three pieces of work with him, all black and white. Um, I'll send mm-hmm. you the link to that as well. And, um, yes, please. Yeah. You know, it it was one of you know. I'm so I'm collaborating with Emma, who's this lovely guy and a um, lovely young guy, and I managed to spend an evening with him in Greenwich. He took me to all the best jazz clubs. It was just fantastic. Right. But um, so you know, I was creating this work, and I was actually nervous because I thought, God, this guy's really good. He's like, you know, <laughs> really good, and. I was like, no, I wanted to make sure that the work I was going to make was good enough to communicate what he was playing, you know. And he did these three improv compositional pieces a minute long, and he sent me different ones, and I said, look, these three kind of are the ones for me. And he said, yeah, totally agree. And so I started doing these sketches, and I sent them over, and he was like, yeah, these, this to me communicates jazz. You know, this, this oh, wow. is what jazz is about. Um, because when we met um, originally, we were, we got talking about jazz and, you know, he didn't know me and um, and he, he could see that I was into various things. And so there was a commonality there and a respect. And, um, yeah, and it, it works out well. I'll, I'll, I'll send you them and... Um, oh, amazing. Yeah, yeah please. But it's... Yeah, so it's there's such a joy when someone you respect goes, you kind of nailed it, um, you know. Mm-hmm. Or, but not not so much that it's just like yeah, you you manage to communicate what I'm playing in a visual way um, because I see a lot of you know on the music side, I see a lot of music stuff, and mm-hmm. I think in no way does that communicate that piece of music. I think it's you know, so. Right. A lot of them are just, it could be any piece of music driving those visuals. The visuals don't, yeah. don't relate in any, in, in any way. So it's really, really important to me that those two things are fused t- together, mm-hmm. you know, that, that they rely on each other. So, yeah, I'm, I'm like you, I, I like the music things and I, I get why that piece is important to you because of the of the music side and um yeah so i'm i'm always keen to do those music collaborations they're usually a lot of work to try and get it right um yeah but the, usually the um the second one i did with sean was um you know at auctioned in that one was auctioned in paris and um you know that was that's still one of my favorite pieces. So I'm definitely going to do a mm-hmm. third piece with him. Um, but yeah, well, I tried to. I tried to. Uh, I had a long-standing collaboration with a, a electronic music musician, and it was he. It was a very ethereal kind of thing, and I reminded me of kind of early Skinny Puppy, industrial, mm-hmm. but not heavy. So I was I was making his visuals for a long time, and I would go to different. Uh, gigs with him and basically run a projector and i'd run my processing sketch for him i had a lot of customization for it i ran it off of um 
an iPad using touch uh, OSC. Yeah. Um, but, uh, we did a night where it was, it was several musicians and I, when he told me who they were, I quickly looked them up and I remember almost saying, I don't want my work won't look good yeah. with their music. And I, and it was like, it was, it was a moment of like fear. I was worried that what I was, what looks really good for him wasn't going to look good for them. And I didn't want to look like a, a jerk, yeah. like, and, and it's so weird to have that kind of, I've said vanity a couple of times, but to, to have that ego about the work, but to be protective about it, yeah. I didn't think I was being egotistical. I think I was just trying to protect it. And, and I'm like, well, what I do for you is different than what I would do for yeah. them. And I, and I, I just couldn't communicate it appropriately in the moment. And I agreed to do the show and I didn't like what I produced for them. And because at the end of each piece, I would save the image and it would give me like a postcard. Yeah. Right. And at the end of it, I was like, I don't like yeah. it. <laughs> and it's weird to complain like that. It's weird. Like I'm, I was so grateful for the opportunity that I, at the end of it, I was like, well, those pieces, I don't know. Yeah. Like, yeah. Whatever, whatever. No, you, well, you but, want it to be right. And you know, whether it's going to be right, I think um, most of the time. And it's sometimes you can be, yeah. Sometimes you can prejudge things and then you look at it and go, wow, that was actually cool. Before we go, it's it's funny, like one of the earliest conversations I had about going to NFTs with what I had with Jeff Stearns was I said, my idea is actually to rebuild that collaboration with the musician and create stings with music that I would create visuals for. And Jeff was like, that would work. That would work great for NFTs yeah. because it's always a different result every time. And it has that kind of generative feel to it. And when I talked to the musician, he goes, I don't understand NFTs. I don't want to be... Uh, I don't want, I, I'm, I'm tired of making music at the moment. Uh, I'll make some stuff if you want, but I don't want to be involved in, in the NFT side of things. If you just want to do it, that's great. And I said, well, I'll, I'll tell you what, like, let's figure that out. Um, and I can be on, I can be in charge of the NFT side of it. Like, I, cause I think that there's something there, but I, I was giving him space and I've continued to, and I'm like, we really should jump on yeah, this. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I've got other things I'm working on and I, I get distracted easily, but it is an interesting. Yeah. I do. I do care a lot about how the work I make looks with the music I hear. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, it's good to care about the executional detail of how it's presented is really important mm -hmm. you know so whether it's in a gallery and you've got a lead hanging down from the screen or you know or whatever it is you know all these kind of mm -hmm. details or that it's just you know there's a, a smudge on the wall or whatever it is you know all these things matter you know and i, th I think people just sometimes think you're oh you're just being an asshole no like, <laughs> no i'm just being it has to be right you know because the message you're sending has to be received the right way yeah. or, or, or it's not the work you meant. And I, yeah, I've, I really do. I do admire that about you. You're very intentional about the work you make oh, and it, it's, there's very little, I want to use a good word, like guile. There's not a lot of guile to it. You, you, you have an intention and, and the work you deliver is absolutely gorgeous. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate that. Well, back at you. Can't afford any of it. <laughs> That's the other thing. I am very expensive. I am reassuringly expensive. <laughs> reassuringly yeah. expensive. Only to you and your 
managers. Hey, listen, you, these socks don't buy themselves, you know. <laughs> they're 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 also reassuringly yeah, yeah. expensive. <laughs> I know I'll be the only one in first class with them. Um, well, on that lighthearted note, I, uh, Brendan, again, just what an incredible conversation. I, I would love it if we could have a conversation where we're not recording yeah, and just uh, chat. We'll have to set that up. I would love that. It'll be less time in between. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Two and a half years, whatever, no big deal. Like we never stop talking. We should, we should just uh, talk about uh, posh French words that we found. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know what I learned today? <laughs> Dressage. <laughs> it's a type of racing. Did you know that? Exactly. This episode of Can't Sell This was produced in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. All creative content in this episode is copyright Hugh Elliott and Stefan Grambart. Questions or comments can be emailed to admin at can'tsellthispodcast.com. Music for the podcast is provided by Not Of. Find Not Of at notof.bandcamp.com. Opening and closing voiceover provided by jeffwright.ca. If you enjoyed this episode, a like in whatever platform you use goes a long way to helping the podcast get noticed. Thanks for listening and keep creating. See you.